Marketplace is produced in association with the University of Southern California. All right, everybody, let's move along. Nothing to see here. Those last two weeks, just pretend they never really happened, all right? From American Public Media, this is Marketplace. Wake up to the day's top business headlines. Subscribe to the Marketplace Morning Report podcast. It's on iTunes and Marketplace.org slash podcasts. From the Frank Stanton Studios in Los Angeles, I'm Kai Rizdal. This is the Marketplace podcast for Wednesday, the 16th of October. Good, as always, to have you with us. And fingers crossed. Good to be able to say things are looking up in Washington, D.C., economy-wise. A deal does seem to be upon us, even though there is voting yet to do. Marketplace's David Gura is on the line from Washington, as he has been low these several weeks. Hey, David. Hey, Kai, don't jinx it. I know, I know, I know, I know. Fingers <laughs> crossed, right? Um, so I have asked you this before. I will ask you uh, perhaps again, uh, although maybe this is the last time, where are we? What's the state of play? Okay, so I went to bed last night, and it was not on the early side. <laughs> yeah, uh, but no. the House deal had sort of fallen apart. We had rumors that there was a Senate deal in the works. We woke up this morning. In fact, the Senate says there was there was a deal. And around noon Washington time, the House, uh, the Senate Majority Leader Harry Reid comes out onto the Senate floor mm-hmm. uh, with his uh, with his good friend, as he puts it, the Senate yes. Minority Leader Mitch McConnell, and they present this proposal. And under that proposal, the government would reopen. There would be money to fund it through mid-January. Congress mm-hmm. would raise the debt ceiling for a few months, mm-hmm. and there would be yet another committee that would be charged with looking at budget issues, and they would have to hash something out, have a plan by mid-December. All right, so David, we got a piece of tape, and I, I want to play it for you. I get your comments on this analysis. Go ahead. Pretty good, right? Can down the road, <laughs> kicking it. We're doing this all over again in February, right? That's when the debt limit deal expires. That's right. So you know, I imagine there are a lot of people who 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 are saying they can't bear to think of another round of this come come February. I mean, I talked to Danny Blanchflower. He's an economist at Dartmouth College, and he yeah. said, you know, while this is a deal, it does solve the problems here for a while. It is fundamentally a short term deal. So we're seeing great uncertainty, and it really doesn't help. For, to, to, to choose to extend that. So to come back and do this again in three months' time and again and again. So, the, you mean, the, the right. hope here is that some of these politicians have been chastened by all of this. They've, they've gotten the message from Wall Street, from investors, that, you know, you can't, can't play games with things like the debt limit. Uh, but, yes, there, there is a real likelihood that we could be back here in another couple of months having these same yeah. conversations. Let, let me run a phrase by you here and, and get your reaction to it. The phrase is the Budget Control Act of 2012, also known as the sequester. That is part of this deal. Explain to us why it matters and, and where this budget committee for mid-December is going to take that conversation. Ah, yes, the the sequester. So uh, those big budget cuts, right? Yes, exactly. The automatic budget cuts. And so, as I said, there'd be money to fund the government through January 15th. And that is the day on which the next round of these automatic budget cuts, budget caps are supposed to take effect. Um, So the the hope here is in in some corners of the Capitol that with this new committee charged with looking at the budget uh, and with that deadline, uh, cooler heads would prevail and maybe those kind of blunt cuts would be made a little less blunt uh, before that deadline hits. Whatever happened to health care, by the way, the Affordable Care Act, Obamacare, is that anywhere in this deal? No, it's it's remarkable. I mean, the whole conversation a few weeks ago was about health care and this group of Republicans in the House, right. a few in the Senate really wanted to change that law. If you look at the contours of the, the proposal that we have here today, uh, there are some really, really small changes to the law, but but nothing 
anywhere like what we were looking at a couple of weeks back. So it's, yeah, it's, it's remarkable how, mm. how much that's been moved to the side. Let's say just for instance, and we've only got just a little while left, let's say just for instance something happens and it does not pass tonight. Can we go another day or two and have it be status quo? Yeah, the, the consensus among those I talked to today is that yeah. Yeah, probably that, that this deadline is, is so squishy because we don't know when bills are going to be due. We don't know what money is coming in the Treasury Department that, you know, odds are that if we if we hit midnight and the House the Senate hasn't passed this, the House hasn't passed this, uh, there still would be a little time left. Right. It'd be ideal if, if they did. But, um, yeah, I, th- I think that there, there's there's some sense that, that we'd be all right for, for just a little while at least. All right. David Gura in our Washington Bureau. If anything changes, by the way, David, we're going to call you back up. All right. I'll be here. Okay. Right, thanks, we'll Guy. A quick footnote, by the way, to the shutdown before we move on. At least we hope it's a footnote, past tense. The economists at Standard & Poor's came out with an estimate today of the costs of the shutdown, both in terms of gross domestic product and actual dollars. Here are the numbers. Six.